Hey everyone, and welcome to Money Moves for Teens. My name is Tally Levy, and I'm here to inform and inspire my teenage peers by discussing the topics of business, entrepreneurship, and personal finance. I'm so grateful you were able to take the time to listen today, and I hope you find value in this episode. Building and designing a website can seem like a daunting task. People with no previous design experience will sometimes try to avoid it altogether. But if you're a business owner, having a website is incredibly important. And the process doesn't have to be scary. Just by adopting some simple design rules and principles, you can create an amazing looking website no matter your experience level. In this episode, I'll be covering 8 features of a good website and I'll be focusing on the physical aspects. In the next couple of weeks, more website building episodes are coming out, all focusing on a different aspect. As I said, today it'll be the physical part, and next I'll talk about the functional and content parts. By listening to these episodes, you should be well on your way to creating a great-looking and user-friendly website. Before we get into how to make a good website, let's first discuss why you should have one in the first place. First, a website builds trust in your business. If you hand someone a business card or if they see a flyer about your business, them being able to look you up and find your website can help you come across as legitimate and trustworthy. Smallbusinessweb.co states that 8 out of 10 customers are likely to engage with your business if it has a website. Second, your website can act as an information source for your current and potential customers. A 3.5 by 2 inch business card doesn't offer much space for you to communicate factors such as your brand goals and values, which is why a website is so valuable. There, people can make one stop to understand what you offer, get any questions they may have answered, and hopefully buy whatever it is you sell. Third, a website drives more sales, and that's one of the main goals, right? Linking to the products or services you offer will establish your online presence and create the ability for people to find your business and experience the value you offer. There are many more reasons a website is necessary for businesses, but those are some of the major ones I wanted to touch on. Now let's get into the 8 physical features every good website has. First, make sure your branding stays consistent. If your current flyer colors are blue and yellow, don't switch it up on your website with a random pink. Or if you use a block style text already, don't change it to a script font on your website. Keeping these factors consistent will help people make the connection that all of these places they see your name circle back to your business. You want it to be set in their brain, a palette of colors, and they know exactly what company it represents. That's the kind of lasting effect you should want to leave, and keeping your website branding consistent with everything else you have going on, business cards, flyers, etc. will help you achieve that desired effect. Second, you don't only want to show consistency with factors outside of your website, but you should keep certain things consistent within your site as well. Fonts, colors, and alignment are all examples of this. This will help your site look put together and orderly. Use the same fonts for all of your headings and make them the same size. If you right align the text on one page, right align them on all of the pages. Keeping these things consistent will lead to a more pleasant viewer experience. Third, choose fonts people can easily read and choose max two fonts. I know, that sounds crazy. With all of the font choices and styles we're given, it can feel hard, maybe impossible, to narrow it down to only two. But I strongly suggest it, because again, you want to create an image of your brand that will stick with people. Taking a couple fonts and always using those will create that image and connection. Also, readable fonts sound like a given, but you'd be surprised by how many websites have cursive fonts no one can read, or words so small they're difficult to make out. And yes, by readable, I'm also talking about the sizing. Make it easy on your viewer and choose those design options with them in mind. Maybe cursive looks old school and pretty, but most people aren't there to admire how it looks, they want to find the information they need and leave. 
and choosing readable fonts with good sizing will help them do just that. I know I said to keep your fonts consistent across the other platforms you're on, so you may be asking what you should do if you've already put cursive lettering on a flyer. I would say that's the only reason I recommend you switch it up and prioritize the easy-to-read font on your website. Your website should hopefully become a major way you find customers and make sales, so that's why I would suggest prioritizing your website design. So third, choose fonts people can easily read and choose max two fonts. Fourth, white space is okay. Websites should have white space, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the blank space in the margins of your website, in between your words and images, etc. Some people feel the need to fill every square inch of their site, eliminating the white space, but you don't have to do that. You should keep it for a cleaner, more understandable site. It's like people having a conversation. Most don't like silence in conversation, the dead air. They try to fill it with words and small talk. But I'm telling you that silence is okay. The white space is okay. Use it and let your website breathe. Fifth, use contrast. This goes back to the fonts point in the sense of helping people easily read and navigate your site. Neon yellow words on a white background won't work. Trying to differentiate your heading and body text font sizes by two points won't work. Contrast plays a huge role in design and you should be aware of that and choose things such as colors and font sizes accordingly. I talked about contrast in my 13th episode when I did a book review on the non-designer's design book written by Robin Williams. I recommend checking out that episode for more design tips which can be applied to today's topic, websites. But contrast was something she talked about in her book and should be considered when designing your website. When it comes to colors, you can search for any contrast checker site to compare two colors and see how great the contrast is between them. I can also link a website that does this in the description below. Sixth, use proximity. This was another point in Williams' book. Lacking proximity can create misunderstanding with people not knowing what sections on your website are related to what. An example of correctly using proximity is to make your headings closer to the body text they're encompassing in comparison to the words above. That way, people know what pieces of information go together. And make sure the caption of an image is close enough to the picture, it's clear that's what it's describing. Again, this may sound like common sense, but many websites lack this design principle. And to close off the proximity tip, in her same book, she says, at a basic level, group related items and separate unrelated items. Just keep that in mind when applying proximity to your website. Seventh, your website should not only look good on a computer, where I assume most of you will be building it, but it should look good on a phone too. Just a little over 50% of all website traffic in the third quarter of 2020 was generated by mobile devices, according to Statista.com. It's so important to make sure your website is optimized for mobile devices. I know we've all come across those websites that look fine on a laptop, but when we see it on our phone, the text is messed up, the alignment is weird, and it's very hard to understand. That's what you want to avoid. So from the start of your website building process, you should use responsive web design, meaning your designs adapt to whatever screen they're being displayed on, and continuously ensure your website looks good on every screen size. Eighth, lastly, utilize the templates your website provider offers. Places such as Weebly or Wix are platforms where people build and design websites, and they offer many templates to their users. These templates make it easier to make a good-looking website. You're not starting from scratch, and that's why I would suggest using them if you have no previous design experience or don't want to start from a blank canvas. Starting with nothing can seem daunting, so templates make the process less intimidating, and they're typically very customizable, so you don't need to worry about design restrictions. Utilize the tools given to you and definitely keep this tip in mind as you start the design process.
Those were the eight tips, and here's one more piece of advice before I close off this episode. If you're about to create your website or if you're already in the process, I suggest looking at your favorite websites and taking notes on what you like about them. What do all of the clean, organized sites have in common? And how can you replicate some of those design details onto your own? Taking time to do this research is beneficial, and you will learn a lot in the process. And chances are, some quality traits you find may be once talked about in this episode. I hope all of the information talked about today starts you on your path to designing an amazing website. To recap, show consistency with your overall branding and within the site itself, choose max two readable fonts, and know that white space is okay. Use contrast and proximity, make sure your website looks good on mobile, and utilize the templates website providers offer you. Next week, I'm following with more tips to keep in mind when creating a good website, and it'll be focused on the functional aspect, easy navigation, working links, etc. I'll see you then. That concludes another episode of Money Moves for Teens. Thank you for tuning in today, and remember to thank yourself for creating the space to learn something new. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be a huge help to me and others if you would share my content with those who might benefit from the information. You're always welcome to leave a rating and review, and if you have any questions or would like to follow me on other media, you can visit my website, moneymovesforteens.com. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys in my next episode.